The views and conversations in the Holonet podcast are of our own perspective as fans and not necessarily representative of the Star Wars franchise or brand, Lucasfilm, Lucas Story Group, Disney, or any of their subsidiaries. Any Star Wars licensed sounds or clips used are owned by the respective copyright owner and are merely shared for entertainment and educational purposes only. The Holonet podcast has no affiliation with the Star Wars franchise or brand, Lucasfilm, Lucas Story Group, Disney, or any of their subsidiaries, and is for entertainment, educational, and conversational purposes only with the Star Wars fandom. A long time ago, in a decade... I started my Star Wars fandom. Okay, an addiction. Way back in 1977, and an epic journey followed. I had tons of stuff as a kid. But somewhere along the way, the dark side vaporized all of it. There were also tons of things I never had a chance to get. Then, as I grew up to be a adult, I set out on a mission to rebuild and to add new things. Whether it's comic books, toys, collectibles, or anything that I see fun and interesting, if it's Star Wars, I'm all over it. It's a never-ending adventure across the galaxy online and in person that allows me to enjoy my fandom in a whole new light and meet new people and friends along the way. I'm Scotty D. Welcome to the Holonet. Ladies and gentlemen, from Kashyyyk to Yavin 4, welcome to another edition of the Holonet Podcast. My name is Scotty D, along with my co-partner and co-pilot across the galaxy. It's Brandon B. This show is being recorded Wednesday, July 19th, 2017, and i got to tell you what, this is a fantastic day because it's hot outside and we've got some hot guests on the show today. And if you follow us on social media, then you kind of know what's happening here, and if you don't follow us on social media, then shame on you. I'm going to revoke your geek card. You don't get to have it for the weekend. You have to stay home and watch some reruns of Dr. Phil. That's what you have to do this weekend. But if you want to follow us on social media, it's real simple. We've got the Star Wars Holonet Facebook group. It's simple. You don't have to remember where this stuff is. Don't go searching for it. You'll get sent off into some far end of the galaxy, and you don't need to be there. Every place I'm telling you is in the show notes below. That's simple. And if you're over on Twitter, it's a real great to socialize with us and talk with us in a very open fashion. Using the hashtag HollowNetPodcast, it's real simple. Just add that somewhere in your tweet, and we're going to see it. And we're going to respond. You can tell us that we're wonderful. You can say how much we suck. You can say that we have a face only made for podcasts. And guess what? That's true. And if you really want to be part of the elite, part of the crew on the ship that's navigating the galaxy, you can be part of the Patreon campaign. Patreon.com forward slash Podcast. It's real simple. As Brandon says, for less than a cup of coffee... You get a cup of Star Wars, and that's what it's all about. We are Scott, going to have a Scott, lot. Of- you're messing up my catchphrase, man. <laughs> Just leave, leave it to the professionals, sir. For oh Star gosh! Bucks, you get a cup of Star Wars. That's what I was meaning. That's how you do it. I've only had two cups of coffee today, and that's not enough, obviously. But <laughs> we've got some fantastic guests on the show today, and I want to get straight to them because I have been kind of a secret fanboy of them on the side. I've walked past him many times, and you're like, who the heck is he talking about? They're everywhere you look if you are really engrossed into the Star Wars fandom. I'm talking about the Rebel Legion. 
And if you're scratching your head right now going, I don't have a clue who you're talking about. By the end of this podcast, you will know who they are, where they are, what they're about, how you can be part of them. Because they're doing some fantastic things. And straight from my local detachment, Ghost Base, we have the commanding officer and executive officer, commanding officer Matt Schrader, and executive officer Gina Platzer on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining, guys. Our pleasure. Yes, thanks for having us. Absolutely. And we had some technical difficulties with our with our communicators before the show. And I, I've got to give some some heartache on this one. Because of a flip phone. And I'm going to rub it in on this one because Gina has rubbed it in enough. And I thought, hey, we're going to have a little fun with this. Because you know how rudimentary the communicators look like on Star Wars. That's a flip phone. (laughs) You don't have apps on these things. It's a communicator. That's all it does. And that's what Matt has. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we had to figure out a magical way to get Matt on the show. We figured it out, and he's here with us. Thank goodness, Matt. You're 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 a trooper, man. I got to tell you what. Even though you're not a five zero first, or you're a trooper because you've got a flip phone. Well, actually, I am five zero first as well. So are yes, you really? Yeah, works, thank you. So he's a double yeah, hatter. Just ruins it. I, I was going to yes. say maybe he's just it's a burner phone and he's just running from the empire or something. But if he's part <laughs> of the empire too, then. I mean, we got a double agent on here. This is breaking news. You have two double agents. Well, more reason to have the burner phone, right? So <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That's fantastic. So both of you are Rebel Legion uh, commanders, and, and you guys are taking care of things in-house at Ghost Base. For a lot of people that are just getting introduced, this is the first time they've ever heard of Rebel Legion. And I can tell you that I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. I, I go all the way back to 77. And I didn't even know about the Rebel Legion until I went to one of our local cons here in Pittsburgh called Steel City Con. If you, if anybody's listening has never been to Steel City Con, it's one of the best locally produced cons that that I've experienced in a long time. It, it, it's much more personal than the large, big cons, and I'm not going to name them because they cost a whole lot of money to go, and they're down in the San Diego area, and that's about as far as I'll go. But... The uh, uh, the Rebel Legion, the first time I ever seen you guys was at Steel City Con. And it was fantastic because I walked past so many times the the booth of the 501st. And I kind of went around the corner and there you guys were. And I was like, <laughs> the good guys. And it was so fantastic to see something other than the dark side of the force at a con. Because I am heart of heart, I'm a Jedi. Uh, I'm all about the good guys. I'm all about you know, bringing peace to the to the galaxy. Uh, so to to me, when I seen you guys, I was like, I, I've got to have these guys on the show. I, I I just have to have them on the show because it was my first experience with you guys. And then I just I, I I dug in, and we'll talk about my my fantasy here in a second. And I know you guys can help bring my fantasy into a reality, and we'll talk about those. So. Tell us a little bit about the Rebel Legion, specifically Ghostbase, how you guys came to be a little bit about uh, you know that. And, 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 and let's start with there, because I know that for a lot of people, this is the first time they're ever hearing this. So I think a lot more people know about the 501st, uh, people who put together their Stormtrooper armor and started doing stuff in that. The Rebel Legion is an offshoot of that, that people, kind of like you said, well, there's the bad guys. How about the good guys? So in uh, 2000, the Rebel Legion was started. Um, right now, there are about 4,500 members, and we 
uh, have 70 bases around the world. Uh, Ghost Base started in 2014. We were part of Echo Base then, which covered New York, New Jersey. It was a a much bigger area. Once we had enough people in Pennsylvania and Delaware, we split off. Uh, Right now, we have a total of 84 members in Ghost Base. Nice. So we're doing pretty good. And as a commanding officer of Ghost Base, what is kind of your duties in the Rebel Legion you know, ecosystem? Basically, I keep the uh, the base running. Um, we have several different people to help that. We have our webmaster to help run our forums and our website. We have a merchandise person who we get to make some pretty cool swag that we get to wear. Um, T-shirts, hats jerseys, challenge coins. Uh, I have one of things. your I have one of your tattoos still from the first time I ever met you guys. And I refuse to actually use it because it kind of sits in my shrine of Star Wars stuff here in my my voiceover studio. So that that's kind of one of my prized possessions and it sits next to the buttons from when Marvel regained the publishing rights um, before The Force Awakens and so it kind of sits proudly with those two pins on my display case so it's one of those things (laughs) yeah the the tattoos we have stickers we have trading cards uh the merchandise person helps make all that they're fantastic stuff and and Mm -hmm. now gina let's step you up as the executive officer what do you do i help matt (laughs) (laughs) i love it simple i help him I help him, but I've also um, really helped start, because I was part of the social media team for Ghostbase last year, and when Matt came on, I became his, um, as his XO, and starting last year, we really started to work closely with creating um, a charity initiative called Jackson's Jedi, which we can go in about later, so I've been helping head that up with um, our charity officer and putting things on eBay for auction and 100% of the proceeds go to charity. And and so that's kind of what I also do along with helping Matt. That's fantastic. Now, yeah, we also... Go ahead. One of the big things that we do is uh, all the events that we go to throughout the year, uh, whether it's a purely charity thing of doing a walk to raise money for uh, whatever cause, or going to a, do a hospital visit, or going to a school, or doing a library event, or really fun stuff like the uh, Comic Cons, or uh, sporting events. We did the Pittsburgh Pirates Star Wars Night. We did the Philadelphia Phillies Star Wars Night. We do a bunch of the minor league teams. Uh, keeping the events running is another big thing that we have to work on. That's a that's a lot of work, and if, if people don't understand that from an entertainment perspective, um, it, it's tremendously expensive as far as your time goes to actually be involved in a major event you know like the uh, the uh, national baseball association uh, and, and, and other things like that it, it truly is a uh, a work of labor and love because you guys are 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 volunteers to this and and yes. so there is no pay so it truly is the 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 star shining element of being a fan of Star Wars to take it beyond what you are as a fan to something bigger, and something bigger that that Brandon didn't know until probably five minutes before this show today, 
And he gets really geeked out about this stuff because he's a huge fan of Star Wars Rebels. And I said, have you ever looked at Ghostbased logo? And he goes, yeah. I said, did, did you see something there? He goes, huh? And I said, it's a, it's a combination of the Rebel Bird and the Carillion VX100. And he, he kind of pondered on that for a second. And he went, oh, oh. <laughs> so I got really excited. I get geeked out with anything Rebels. So especially when it's like a hidden thing. We were talking about it before, you know, the little hidden things that Star Wars fans will get and sometimes not even get right away. Those are so fun. So that that was phenomenal in in and just for the the sake that we're in the about to be in the last season of Rebels. Uh, you guys are going to be the legacy that keeps the ghost running and, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so let's, let's talk about kind of the members, you know, because you guys are the good guys. So now your members are, do they just sign up or are, are they just, is are there requirements? Uh, let's talk about that because I, I know, but I'm saying this, you know, kind of third party because a lot of people may not know that there are requirements to becoming a member of the rebel legion. The one big requirement is you have to be 18 to join at least 18. And then you need a an approved Star Wars costume. So what does uh, approved it, costume mean? Because, uh, you know, okay. I could go out to Amazon right now and order myself a Jedi costume, but I, I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be an approved costume. Yeah, you have to be very careful with Amazon or eBay or some other places like that. Uh, there on the Rebel Legion website, they have a list of costume standards for pretty much any character that you would want to do, uh, ranging from a generic Jedi to C-3PO to Luke Skywalker in any of the movies that, that are there, different Princess Leia outfits, different Han Solo outfits. Uh, there are slight variations in even with the C-3PO's into different ver- different movies. By the so way, it gives you... Yeah, by the way, your Chewbacca and your C-3PO for Ghost Base that I've seen, phenomenal. Unbelievable phenomenal. I mean, they are. You, they, I mean you, you can't tell the difference we, if, if Anthony Daniels is in that costume. It's so believable. And Chewbacca, forget about it. I mean, I, I was there when Peter Mayhew was there along with your Wookiee. And mm-hmm. uh, eye for eye, they're, they're, they're so screen accurate that it's unbelievable. Well, that's what we shoot for is screen accuracy. And it's funny with our uh, C-3PO Anthony Daniels was at uh, Steel City Con a year or so ago, and we had our C-3PO there, and we got our picture with it, with, with uh, Anthony Daniels as a group, mm-hmm. and he was standing right next to C-3PO, and he was just looking at him. He had this look of awe on his face of, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. <laughs> and we actually had an uh, R2-D2 droid, and R2 beat something out, and Anthony Daniels jumped right in the character says, oh, hush, hard to. And he goes back to examining C-3PO. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, why specifically it has to be screen accurate. Because I, there's a lot of really cool cosplayers that I've seen who are on, you know, Instagram or whatever. You see pictures and they do crossovers and mixes and matches of things. Why, why does it have to be screen accurate? Because... They have reasons. <laughs> because no, um, the Empire says so. Exactly. Uh, we are looking to create an element of we stepped off the screen and you are in the Star Wars universe with all of this. 
Okay. Uh, that's what we're going for. Is there some... There is some uh, leeway if you're doing a generic Jedi that, okay, you can have a green tunic or you can have blue and you can have other colors that you don't exactly see exactly in the movies, but it might be in a comic book or is in some other actual novel or it's something that, okay, a Jedi would not be against wearing this type of thing. So there is a little bit of leeway in there, um, but there are some standards that we don't want the Jedi walking around wearing, uh, for the most part, all black or carrying a red lightsaber because... That's it for the five oh first illusion of the fantasy. Yes, <laughs> okay. that's what the uh, the you. Sith would do. Um, whenever we do our events, we do try to portray actual characters from the movies. So, therefore, we want to look as much like characters from the movies as possible. Hence, right. the, hence the reason why I won't be Obi Wan anytime soon because I have a I have a <laughs> goatee and I, I can't grow a full beard. So. <laughs> But well, we have a great Obi-Wan There's, there's a lot of years on Tatooine. We don't know what he did with the facial hair. You know, you get bored one day, you just start shaving <laughs> things. <laughs> he did have to grow it out initially, right? That is Exactly. True. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you were going to say Gina? Oh, no, I just said we had a great Obi-Wan and a great Qui-Gon. At, oh, your Qui-Gon is insane. Isn't he? Oh, yeah. insane. And, and he's at every event. And every, and I'm not just talking about the con. Every time I've ever go gone to an event where you guys are there, he's there, and that's dedication. Again, if you're listening to the podcast right now, the, this is just donation of time and love and appreciation for all mm-hmm. things Star Wars. And, and and Gina, you and I were talking right before the show started that I've got this closet desire, and I've desired it for a long time. And in, I, I I'm trying to work through the 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 elements of, of becoming a member of ghost base i i love what you guys stand for i love what you guys are doing as far as uh involvement and uh, uh engagement with not only you know like you said libraries or schools or, or cons or anything like that but even like the children's hospital and things like that that people mm-hmm. you know these are you know kids that are really ill in some cases the cancer wards and things like that so you know when when i desire to be part of ghost base i want to be just like you said matt i want to be as screen accurate as i can get from the boots all the way up to the top i wanted to screen accurate and i know that's going to cost some coin to do this so i've got to do it in stages and make sure as i'm doing it that i will meet all of these standards and requirements and respect it because it really is a level of respect for the costume as well that brandon and i talk about all the time where you get a, a poser fan where they're really not a fan they're really in it for the money or the resale or the scalping or something like that i've got full respect i've been around star wars since 1977 i stood in line in 77 in, uh, when I was seven years old to see the movie, and uh, it, it locked on me from the very beginning. And uh, so I want that respect to be given back when I, uh, when I join uh, an organization like Rebel Legion. So when, when somebody doesn't have that capability like me to put together a costume, and you know you can't go out to, um, to you know, eBay or, or Amazon and just pick up one off the shelf... What is your recommendation on, on how to put together these? I, I know that the standards are out there, but if somebody doesn't know how or doesn't have the skills or the know-how uh, or the wherewithal, what do they do? Well, for Ghostface in particular, we do have a uh, mentor recruit program. So uh, anybody who wants to join us, we call them a, re- a recruit because we're going to re- recruit you to the rebellion. 
Uh, and then we have our mentors to help you through your costume build. Um, they can offer advice of, hey, this thing is on Amazon, but this is approvable. You can go and buy this here. Or this thing, okay, stay away from that guy. Uh, we have other, yeah, we have other members in our group that can do the sewing and can make some amazing stuff. Uh, one of our recruits um, is working on several things, actually, but he made his own Iron Man costume whenever he was going to a convention and meeting Stan Lee, and he got him to autograph it. So some people have just amazing skills with this, and they are okay. willing to share it. So we have that. Uh, anyone who's not in Ghostbase, the Rebel Legion uh, main forums, if you join that, they do have uh, little areas where you can ask help from people worldwide who are Rebel Legion members. Right on. Ours is a little bit more localized, so we could meet you in person since we're close to you, maybe, or uh, just give you a little bit more individual attention. Sure. Well, sure. and that's one thing that fascinates me. You mentioned people from around the globe helping. Uh, how interconnected are the different branches of the Rebel Legion? Oh, very close. We are, everybody is very close. There's no matter who you talk to, someone is willing to help you. And it could be somebody out in California. It could be somebody out, you know, out in Europe. I mean, someone is always willing to help, offer advice. Um, we've met so many amazing people, you know, going to different um, events, going to Star Wars Celebration. It's just, it's a close family. You become family with these, with with everybody. So now your, your cosplay... Uh... You are a Jawa. Yes, I am a Jawa. And so people won't even know you in costume, which is insane because I've seen the Jawas. And right. they are so accurate. And I don't know if it's you or who's got the voice box that uh, is, is at the show. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a voice thing. <clears throat> it's insane. I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, you're, you've stepped, like you said, you've stepped off the soundstage. And you're still in character, and it's really impressive to see some of these costumes. Now, now, Matt, what what cosplays do you do other than the Jedi? Uh, well, for the Rebel Legion, it's only the Jedi. Uh, I am working slowly but surely on a C-3PO. At last! Where have you been? I figured I have way too much movement in the Jedi, so I have to box myself in so I can't <laughs> move, see, or anything else. <laughs> So uh, I have two for the five oh first though as well. Okay, what do you what are you with the five oh first? I have a biker scout and a normal stormtrooper. Go get nice. your and yeah. you, Jeannie, you also said you were a member of the five oh first. What are you in the five oh first? Yes, my, the Jawa is a dual membership. Oh really? Um, with it being an alien, yeah, you can be part of both. Um, the your job got easy. Exactly. So I actually. <laughs> Became a member of the 501st first and then joined the Rebel Legion when I realized, oh, I can join that. So, um, and as a matter of fact, one of the members in Ghostface and Karita, he is a dual member as well. He is the one who helped make my costume. So going back to there are people in, you know, in the garrison and the base that are willing to help. And be commissioned and that kind of stuff. Because I couldn't sew it. I'm not a sewer either, so I needed help. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So your your events yeah. that you have been involved with lately, let's talk about that for a second because I, I think that it bears you know a great conversation. So since the beginning of the year, let's talk about 2017 because you know, we're, we're knee-deep into it. And So what have you guys been involved with so far, 
and what are you guys set to be involved with over the next five months? Okay, overall, we've done roughly about 80 events between Pennsylvania and Delaware this year, and we have about 40 of them on our schedule coming up still. There will be more added to that once we uh, get word on the movie premieres. We usually go out to a couple theaters, and so whenever you're going to come to see the movie, you could get your picture taken with some of us beforehand or even afterwards. Conceptualize uh, that we have How... Say those numbers again so that the, the listeners can hear one more. How many events have you done this year so far? As a group, we have done 80 so far. That's insane. And then we have about 40 still on the agenda. Just this week, Friday, we are doing two events in and around Pittsburgh. One is for our clubhouse. Gina can talk about that a little bit later on. It's a place near downtown Pittsburgh that helps families for kids with cancer. That afternoon, we're also doing a school event at Winchester Thurston. Saturday, we have a uh, library event in Irwin, PA. And then Sunday, we are doing a hospital visit at Children's Hospital. So just in the Pittsburgh area, there are four events this weekend. That's insane. And that's almost typical of, a, of every weekend that is insane <laughs> uh, i've got yeah, we don't always do four events a weekend but uh I'm that's just this last weekend we did brick fest oh yeah that was a great event a, we did the uh, winchester thursday thing that friday as well and then we uh did a church festival at St. Christopher's up in, uh, well, St. Christopher's at the lake up near prospect pa summers are a bit more busy than uh the winters are sometimes February, January, February, it slows down a bit, but summer, a lot of people want us. So when, when Brandon is a school teacher and I know when you said schools and kids, it touches a really special uh, nerve with him because this is what he does for a living. He, he, he molds the minds of children. So, um, so <laughs> in, in, a, in a very star Warsy way, <laughs> so it's a lot Obviously. of fun. And uh, so when you get involved with schools and stuff, how, how might a school like reach out to you if they want to get you guys involved with an event, whether it be Ghost Legion, uh, Ghost Base or one of the other detachments with Rebel Legion? So whether Ghost Base has, we have our own website, ghostbaserl.com. And then we have a link there that says request an appearance. Fill out the information on there. It goes to our event coordinator. And then if we are free that day, if we can get members to come, then we can set up the event and do whether well, our summer restrictions are what we can do, not anything you want. Um, <laughs> for Usually it is a, uh, they're doing some type of program. Sometimes there will be a charity aspect to it of, hey, kids, we want to do a food drive, so bring stuff in and we're going to meet Star Wars characters type thing. Sometimes they will set up a little program that, Builds around Star Wars. That is what the Winchester Thurston camps do. The guy who runs it is actually a Ghostbase member. And so he sets it up and he has his kids go through. They have to do different tasks. And they earn points to become Jedi Masters. Uh, well, first they're a Padawan to a Jedi Knight to a Jedi Master to a Grand Master. And depending on how many weeks they come to the camp and how many points they earn, they can work their way up. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because I actually do something similar to that in my classroom. My students earn points... Uh, to earn certain prizes so that you just changed how i'm gonna do things because i'm definitely gonna try to <laughs> see see if i can get get some rebel legion folks in there because i went to uh i live in houston and we went to star wars day at the astros game and there were rebel legion people there and 501st people there and that's the first time i'd ever seen 
Uh, I mean, I've seen cosplayers, but anything that screen accurate, you know, we talked about that earlier. And it really is phenomenal how screen accurate it is. Um, and it was just one of the coolest experiences of my life. So the fact that, you know, I'm, you know, able to do that on my own terms, but the fact that you guys are bringing that to, to kids who don't have that opportunity, who need that encouragement. And one thing that really stands out to me is the fact that you guys are an image of someone who takes something they love and just expresses themselves through that, which kids need a, a lot these days because the noise out there is telling them you need to be this or you need to be that. And I think the message that sticks out for me anyways is that you you guys are just telling them be you and and do you and that's that's amazing mm-hmm. and, and it's just and it's just like that it's it's just little moments sometimes that really have the biggest impact on us on why we do this um an example is i guess this past weekend at, at breakfast i unfortunately wasn't able to come but we had um a ray there and Jin, and they got into, um, was it a pit of Legos? And mm-hmm. they started playing. Oh, huh? I said, oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. So they were um, in the pit of Legos playing around in the Legos, and there was this little girl who apparently did not really pay attention at first. She was busy doing her stuff, and she looked up, saw our Ray, squealed, and jumped in her arms. And just a hugger, you know, it just, and it's just, that's one small example of, of the, you know, response that we get from kids. And it just, and parents, there's, there's, there's adults that react the same way. Well, (laughs) yeah, I imagine. You're just, you're just lucky I didn't jump into your arms when I seen you guys for the first time. You know, that, that would have been really, (laughs) really weird and very awkward. I'm just, just, I had to compose myself. I was like, It would be a great story to share. It would be a great. Actually, do you guys have any? Do you have any like funny, weird situation stories like that? Uh, Well, one funny one. It actually involved another one of our rays and one of the five hundred first members' daughters. Uh, He dressed as a biker scout as well, and she wanted to meet Ray. And it was at uh, the Altoona Curve baseball game, two thousand sixteen, I believe. And Ray had. Was it was it towards the end of the game and she was tired and she went back in the change and the little girl came up and said asked hey is Ray still here so I went back and Ray had not changed yet and I said hey you have a fan out here so she came out and the little girl who's how old is she Gina is she about ten maybe eleven if that uh, yeah around yeah. ten yeah she takes off in a full sprint leaps into Ray's arms we have oh, a picture of it. The look of joy on this girl's face, it's unbelievable. Mm. Um, and it, our Ray also, it was at, uh, it was actually a Steel City Con, that there was a huge line one time, and they, they didn't know if people could get in because of fire code things, and people were just waiting in line who had not bought tickets before. There was a family who came around and said, is Ray here? They had their little daughter dressed like Ray. I actually think it was two daughters just dressed like Ray. Said, hold on, went inside. Found our Ray, who was just walking around doing some shopping, taking a break. Ray went out, got pictures with the two little girls. They were ecstatic. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's just so cool to hear stories like that, the way that, you know, real, really you can impact people by just doing something that you love. I think that's a message that gets lost a lot is 
people think they have to change their lives and turn their lives around to to help people. I'm also along with being a teacher, I'm a a health and fitness coach and uh, it's a passion of mine is is training and fitness and and stuff like that. And I just decided, you know, hey, I'm doing this thing that I love. I want to help and reach out to other people and share share it with them because it's something that's impacted me and it's impacted a lot of people, which is a, an amazing thing to see. So it's cool that, you know, we're not limited to just talking about it on a podcast. As much fun as this is, if there's a whole nother level to it that I hope people realize we can take this thing to such a bigger level. That's, I think, the message that, needs to be out there that this is bigger than than any one person than any one movie then it's not pop culture it's a it's a lifestyle and it, it's a part of of mythology and it's a part of our culture today yeah and and one of the things i mean brandon and i just uh, uh last show or the show before that we did our top five favorites and least favorite uh things about star wars and i'd be remiss to add this to the list now it really is, like I said, it's a, it's a testament to truly being a fan, going beyond. Oh, I'm going to go to a con and I'm going to get this collectible, or I'm going to collect this 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 comic book, or I'm going to read this novel, or you know, I've got a picture on my wall or something like that. Taking your fandom, especially for somebody uh, like yourselves and, and me and Brandon, uh, the, who've been around the fandom forever and we've never swayed in any way, shape, or form, to be able to to you know, almost grow your your love for Star Wars in a way that you didn't think was possible. You know, you could. Well, I want to be like my 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 youngest son was Yoda on his uh, his uh, first uh, Halloween, and he still talks about dressing up like Yoda because he still has the costume. And it's like, okay, so he'll kind of grow up in it, and it's fun like that. But at some point in time, if you truly are like the the diehard DNA full-blooded fan you know true and true i think it 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 bears importance to kind of become something uh uh become part of something that's bigger than you that's bigger than the fans give back to the fandom as well and in like what you guys are doing is just that and you talked about you know going into the uh to the children's hospital and helping out the the kids there talk about that for a little bit because i know this is not your first rodeo as far as going into the children's hospital in fact that's one of the things that really you know you know hit close to home we've had family members struck by cancer uh and and fought and lost the battle uh so you know when you guys go into the children's hospital talk about those smiles and talk about the experience that you guys give to these kids uh gina do you want to hold off and talk about jackson in a little bit yeah you can cover this first um i i teach at wvu and uh, the hospital is right next, not too far from campus. So uh, with the West Virginia, uh, both the garrison and the base, um, they used to, the West Virginia garrison used to be part of the Pennsylvania garrison, Corita. They were able to get enough members, and they split off recently. But uh, whenever I started, we were still all in one group. So through that and through going to some other hospitals, I've been to maybe nine or ten hospital visits already. Um which is a lot more than most of our members. There are several times that we'll go in to see a patient and the little kid's face just lights up mm-hmm. and the mom will tell us as we're leaving, he hasn't smiled like that in about a month. And so it just, it just hits you hard at how much a little gesture of us dressing up in 
uh, costumes and going to see a little kid in hospital, how much of a difference it can make in their lives. Yeah, I had one uh, last month. We were we did a hospital visit with Corita, and there was a little boy. We, we went into the room, and I just was being my silly Jawa self, doing my noises, and he was just giggling. And it's just yeah, it's just those little little moments, just you know, letting them forget of what's what's going on in their life. And we do, you know, we bring toys to them as well. And so we do toy drives throughout the year as well because we need the toy donations in order to go visit the children in the hospital so we can give them something, something that they are excited about and can play with and get their mind off of everything. Um, so, yeah, that that was a special moment for me. It was just making this little boy just giggle like crazy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and so when you you talked about donations, so if somebody wanted to, you know, make a donation to either Ghost Base or Rebel Legion in, in one of their local uh, detachments, how would they go about doing that? Is it just going out to the website, or is there like a formal process, or, or what is it? There's no formal process. Um, I mentioned before about requesting an appearance. If you are not in Ghost Base territory of Pennsylvania, Delaware, even if you are, Go to the main Rebel Legion page, which is just rebellegion.com. They have a link of how to request an event. Uh, there is also information about the individual bases, and they will have contact information for each base's commanding officer, their CO. If you would send an email to whoever's in your area and just say, hey, I have stuff I'd like to give, I seriously doubt they're going to turn you down. Um, whether you give it directly to the CO or whether you arrange to meet up with a member to pass it off, uh, that could work. Other times uh, throughout the year, whenever we do some events, we part of the event is a toy drive. Uh, and actually, our, the Winchester Thurston Summer Camp, that is part of what they're doing. They are collecting toys, and we are going to use some of those toys this upcoming Sunday at our hospital visit. Fantastic. Um, it's amazing. A lot of time, yeah. Uh, each May, the first Saturday in May is Free Comic Book Day. The comic book stores all around the country celebrate. Uh, it is one of the few times that you will see us at actual retail establishments, and a lot of times they the uh, store will do a toy drive involved with that. I know um, Garrison Carilia and Freedom Base, which is West Virginia, every Christmas. Right before Christmas in December, they do a toy drive for um, Toys for Tots in Charleston, West Virginia. So there are some places, there are different times, and if you go to therevolution.com, you might be able to go to individual bases' homepages, and they have a calendar set up that will list where they're at every weekend. That's not true for all of them, but a lot of them do have their own calendar set up, so you can always look and see when you can go and see us and, and we're going to put links in the show notes below for everybody that's listening so you don't have to go you'll know, rewind and listen again all of the links that we're giving today are going to be in the show notes below so you can easily find both the ghost base the rebel legion and, and your local detachment as well so um you'll be looking out for those in the show notes below after you listen to the show today now you talked about jackson house i believe it was let's talk about that for a second oh jackson's jedi is a uh, charity initiative we began um the the last commanding officer the one pre previous to matt 
um, his name is Justin. While he was commanding officer, we got a request from um, a family who it was a make a wish situation where he had gone to Disney. He wanted to become a, a Jedi, but unfortunately the Jedi Academy had been closed at the time um, they had visited. So he was five years old. And so he was unable to have, you know, become the Jedi and defeat Vader. So we got the request and in two weeks we were able to put together an event at our clubhouse and we were able to go through like a, a, a Jedi training in a way on and teaching the kids and Jackson how to, you know, channel the positive part of the force and that kind of thing. And and at one point, Vader comes walking in and they then use their their newfound power of the force to you know force push Vader back in his and his stormtroopers and um, they were able to do that and it just it was a special day we we spent you know the most of the day with Jackson and his family and friends and um, made them all Jedi's and just kind of just hung out with them for a while and and it just made his day. Um, he was he had terminal brain cancer and uh, for he it was two weeks after our visit that he had passed. But those two weeks we heard how he just talked about defeating Vader. Nice. You know, that was something that just, you know, stuck with him and his family as well. And we we got to talking last year um, that we wanted to do something. Our base is still young. It's still, you know, it's only, you know, three years old. We, we're, we're trying to make a name for, the, for our base. And um, one of the things that had been t- discussed was creating Jackson's Jedi. And we could use this in memory of Jackson and any of the charities that his family, um, you know, has requested us to that that it were involved with Jackson's life. So what we started doing is we started collecting items that we could put up for auction. And we've been doing an eBay auction um, with items throughout the year. Uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton has donated like two jerseys that we put up for auction. One of them went for over $700 because it was wow. one of their Star Wars night jerseys. That was the um, Wilkes-Barre Scranton uh, Baby Penguins. Yes, nice. well, the Baby team. Penguins. Yeah, Dave Filoni this past year had actually designed the jersey, and that one went up for over $700. And 100% of the proceeds from the auctions go to a charity that Jackson's family has chosen. So, I mean, there's still more we want to do with this, but as of this year, um, not just with Jackson's Jedi – but other events that we have done, we've done um, baskets and stuff. We've donated items to basket raffles for autism, um, social clubs, and, and stuff like that. And we've already raised over $9,000 this year. Um, we are actually one of the top five uh, bases in the Rebel Legion for the amount raised. We're number three right now. Um, and we just this year, well, just this month, actually, We've already done over 2,500 with, uh, we had a replica of Ray's helmet that was up for auction that went, um, and then we also did the Make-A-Wish stuff for, helped Garrison Creed at 
BrickFest this past weekend. And that raised about $2,300. So it, it is a constant thing. Um, and, and Jackson's Jedi means a lot to uh, to a lot of our members because they were involved with that. Either being there, we had members from the east side of the state who were unable to come but took the time and sewed Jedi robes for all the children, uh, donated a lightsaber for Jackson, uh, made a, one of the little Padawan helmets that we were able to give him. So, like, even if they weren't able to come, we had members from all over the state doing something, helping, chipping in. And, and it, it was, yeah, it was an experience that none of us will forget. And that's why we wanted to create something in his memory. That is, that, that's it, it, I'm speechless over it. Like I said, I, I, I uh, my family's been involved or been inflicted with uh, with members with cancer, and 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 some didn't make it out of the battle, uh, just like Jackson. So mm-hmm. you know, your story is is one that you know I think people can listen to this show, and the next time they're at a con uh, or they're at an event and they see a bunch of people in costumes. And, and some of the adults that might be listening to this with their kids right now, they, they'll, they'll think about it differently, though. They, they, they won't see, oh, it's a bunch of adults in, in a bunch of costumes. They think it's Halloween and, oh, how fun is that? And, oh, how cute. And, and they're on their way. And, and when they pass by maybe a table at a con where you guys are doing some sort of a uh, – an engagement with the the people that are walking by, you know, uh, where you're, you maybe a donation might be uh, uh, suggested, where people might think, eh, it's just the Rebel Legion. All they're going to do is use it to buy more costume stuff. No, this is this is a serious uh, organization that that helps people, and it, like I said, it's it's beyond just being a fan. I mean, I call myself a fan, and I've, I've been that way since the, since the very beginning. I'm a hardcore fan, but. What you guys do is at a completely different level than I think the the majority of people that go to uh, you know uh, you know Star Wars Celebration Orlando or maybe they're they're first in line at a movie or they're they're going out during the uh, the midnight release of of a toy or collectible or they've got every known sideshow collectible uh, available that has cost them an arm and a leg what you guys do i think brings a a, a level of uh inclusiveness uh uh mattering uh, to the to the fandom and you know i it, it's an it's really inspirational and it really drives me to work with you guys to be part of that recruit program and 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 get that costume and, and be part of these these events and and put a smile on a, on a kid's face or or an adult's face. It doesn't make a difference to me how old or young you are. Star Wars has no known of age. It doesn't discriminate against that. It's it's for everybody. Whether you're you know just born or you're you're you know a million and six years old, it, it makes no difference. Star Wars is for everybody, and you guys bring that inclusiveness to the fandom at a level that you know I, I'm. I'm really I, I'm I'm really speechless right now, and I'm trying to find words because just this show alone has taken my my appreciation for the fandom to a completely different level. And I got to I want to thank both Eugenia and Matt for coming on. I mean, th- this has been an ex- this has been an eye opening experience for me. Like I said, I've I've walked past the tables, I've seen you guys at events, and I've I've and I've I've been over in the side going, yeah, that's really awesome. 
but I I didn't understand it at a at a at a, at, a, at a deeper level that we've discussed today. And in in I I know uh, Brandon, you as well. This is you know this was a yeah experience for I, you. I, I, w- I wanted to thank you guys because as someone who is trying to be a positive influence on you know kids in teaching but also using star wars to try to help them figure out their lives because you know i really believe in that that star wars can can provide an avenue to understanding our lives just the stories that you shared and the work that you're doing now the work you're going to do in the future i just want to lead to genuinely thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for for going out there and it's not easy to walk into a classroom every day knowing the problems that kids have and it can't be any easier to walk into a hospital or deal with kids with terminal cancer or any of the other problems. So what you guys are doing is not easy. Uh, it might be fun. It's definitely not easy. And so I, I just wanted to thank you for, for no pun intended, but being troopers and, and doing fighting the good fight. So thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, this is it. It's why we do it. Absolutely. <laughs> and like, like I said, for everybody listening to the show, the links will be in the show notes below. So, uh, you know, definitely go out, Rebel Legion, and, and, and check them out. Check out Ghost Based if you are in uh, uh, in Pennsylvania or in the Delaware region. That's uh, the the detachment. That's that's where, where I am striving to be a member of. Uh, so, um, Gina, Matt, you and I will be talking offline about the. Uh, about the recruitment program more because I'm yeah. definitely going to be part of it. And uh, uh, I'm just, I'm so inspired right now that I can't even see straight. And, and I want to, again, thank <laughs> you guys for, uh, uh, luckily I'm sitting here in my studio and nobody can see me because you t- you guys are talking about some of the stories and tears are rolling down the faces. Like, oh my God, these guys are beautiful. You guys have beautiful hearts. You're beautiful people. You guys are doing some amazing things that take Star Wars fandom to a level that it's, you've got to be part of it to appreciate it and you've got to show some love to rebel legion when you're out and about and you see the rebel legion in any base that is out there whether you're here in the united states or anywhere around the world listening to this podcast when you see the rebel legion you now know that it's not just a bunch of adults and and kids and uh, you know that are 18 uh coming out of you know uh childhood into adulthood uh just wearing costumes it's much more than just a bunch of people dressing up and having fun so Thank you guys for for coming on. Uh, much love to the to the Rebel Legion, to Ghost Base, to all of the bases around the world. You guys are phenomenal, and uh, the links again will be in the video description below. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast today. Uh, don't forget, you can be part of the VIP program here in our little world, uh, bringing you this this great stuff. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash net podcast. You can interact with us on uh, Twitter using the hashtag net podcast, and also join the Facebook Holonet group and, uh, and interact with us in there. And don't forget to like and follow the Rebel Legion uh, group on Facebook as well and follow all of their social media links. So thanks for listening today. Until the next Holonet podcast, be good to each other and may the Force be with you. The views and conversations in the Holonet podcast are of our own perspective as fans and not necessarily representative of the Star Wars franchise or brand, Lucasfilm, Lucas Story Group, Disney, or any of their subsidiaries. Any Star Wars licensed sounds or clips used our own 
by the respective copyright owner and are merely shared for entertainment and educational purposes only. The HollowNet Podcast has no affiliation with the Star Wars franchise or brand, Lucasfilm, Lucas Story Group, Disney, or any of their subsidiaries, and is for entertainment, educational, and conversational purposes only with the Star Wars fandom. We thank you for listening to the HollowNet Podcast, and until the next episode, may the Force be with you.